0: plushcare.com slash weight loss.
1: Okay, PJ, I'm going to tell you about one more thing I read. Do you remember we spoke to Leah Sackett? Indeed. I read some short stories of hers, and I, I even submitted a, a, a blurb for the, the back of the book. Um, Do you know Le- what, Dean? You're
2: not the what? only one who read her short stories and what? submitted a blurb for it's me. Go. I also read it. it I was wasn't great. sure if
1: you'd if you gotten around to reading them. So, what did you think? Yeah,
2: yeah, we sure we talked about it, Dean. Can't We, we, can't, we talked about it. I thought I thought it was great. I thought it was really awesome. Um, They're really unusual. Well, I, I wasn't going to mention actually because you're not published yet. So I'm not sure how much I'm going to say So I won't talk too much about the content, but what, what were you about to say? But, uh,
1: yeah, I, I Sam, I, I didn't, you know, they're not out yet. So I don't want to, I don't want to go into them, but essentially. We want to build some
2: excitement, guys. It's a great collection. It, it's yes. it's
1: amazing. I actually, I'm not really a fan of short stories in general, um, because I often think that you don't get it. I love that Dickens style, that character building. So I want a long piece of work. Mm. But these are short stories that I felt immediately invested in the characters in totally. Totally. pretty much every story. I don't know it's... how she did it, but she made short stories have that level of character depth that that I look for in a full length novel. And every single story is amazing.
2: It's it's amazing, Yasaka. Yes, we we thank you for that interview back in the uh, back in the early summer, and yes. They're amazing short stories, guys. Look, look out for this one. Every short story sticks with you. I must say, it took me a while to read them because they're so strong and shocking, and I had to stop reading a few times because they're really, really shocking. Some of them because it's all about death, it's all about grief and and mistakes and terrible tragedy happening. How dealing with it?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So the collection's
1: called "You Don't Know Who You Are." It's not a light read. Let's oh, go
2: It's not all. One or two of the stories. I was just just saying no, but one or two stories are really fun. There's humor as well. Like uh, I particularly enjoyed, uh, I particularly enjoyed the one about well, the one about the boy being bullied
1: and what the uh, disabled man did to yes. the secret bench Oh my like that that was, that was <laughs> there, is, the there is a, there is a little bit of humor um but these these feel like real people to me you know with real stuff. Yeah. So the first the first half is about grief and then the second set of stories are incarceration nation so it's it's about you know some kind of prison not necessarily physical prison it could be almost be mental but it's it's just wow. these, these um kind of entrapment the, the collection is called you don't know who you are until you've gone too far um, I'm not even sure when it comes out, but uh, we'll we'll let you know when it does come out. A mm. really, really wonderful and very powerful set of stories.
2: Totally yes, and 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 it's got characters from children, love children actually, love young kind of people, and it's it's even got. There's even one about basically it's an insinuate that he's a child molester. It's got it's got some very dark characters in it, up to like the very innocent and. This act is very inspired by Alice in Wonderland, as she mentioned herself. And it's obvious there, is, it's, it's, it's coherent. They're coherent stories. They're not losing logic like in Alice in Wonderland. But there's a sense of going down the rabbit hole of insanity, of darkness. And yes, and also losing a sense of dimension, losing oneself. It's got some very pam- powerful imagery. I don't want to spoil it, but there's one imagery that's still in my head, which is a, a boy going into a, a liquor store and actually and, and just making mm-hmm. all the bottles fall down and crash to the Smudges floor. the
1: place up, yeah.
2: Be, because his, yes, because his, uh, um, well, I don't want to spoil it, but because, let's say, a person very important for him was, was an alcoholic, so that's this way of seeking revenge. And I I thought that was a very powerful image from all of them. That was probably my favorite story. And it's, it's, it's great. And really, it's a mixture between, I do love, actually, short stories. So I, I really... Thoughts, they remind me a bit about a bit of Stephen King short stories, but also a bit of uh, that, that horror element, or but also the Alice Monroe short stories, because she talks a lot about human relationships, especially from a woman's perspective. A bit of Margaret Atwood with that dystopian element. So please, guys, have a read. We'll mention it again when it comes out. Great read.
1: Mm-hmm. And here's something we have. Um talked about this before but one one day we're gonna do an episode all about dystopian novels so we'll oh. talk about 1984 brave new world whatever else is in there handmaid's Tales. so that's coming one day next year maybe <laughs> Stunning stuff yes um, i i also read one more one more book pj um, and at, at a request of the author and um, so i'm gonna play the little clip that he sent me here and um, this wow. is a book called winterset hollow now pj this is my halloween recommendation this book was amazing was so powerful i i don't even know where to start but i've got a 30 second clip from the author asking us to review it so i'll play that real quick and then i'll talk about it go
0: ahead Uh, hey guys this is uh jonathan edward durham out in california just wanted to call to say i've really been enjoying the show lately and that i just released a new book this month that i really think you guys would like Uh, it's called winterset hollow It's a contemporary dark fantasy, and I think it would be uh, just perfect for the show uh for an october episode uh, maybe a couple of weeks before halloween or somewhere around there so um highly recommend you guys check it out and if you do i really hope you enjoy the book and keep up the good work and uh that's all i got for now peace
1: so thank you very much jonathan and this was a, a wonderful book so here's a tie-in i had prepared a tie-in like a real professional because we know that we were talking about leah sackett and she loves alice in wonderland this book has an alice in wonderland kind of vibe oh. um so, you'll see the cover there. We have a little uh, yeah. rabbit fellow. Wow. So, this starts out like a lovely, happy. Ima- imagine um, a land with these anthropomorphic animals. There's a rabbit, uh, Runny, there's a frog, Flackwell, there's Bingham, the bear. And there's Phineas the fox um, and they're living in this world. And it's like, it's almost like a children's story. It's a lovely little thing. And then the Buffalo come and, and, you know, then they, they, um it gets dangerous and it gets violent and they, they shouldn't have done, they, they left their safe little place and they encountered the Buffalo. Um, but it's all a metaphor. The Buffalo are the humans actually destroying, you know, nature and destroying the world. Um, So it's a lovely book. And these, these people, Eamon and his friends, they, they read the book and it's really, it's, it's helped them through some tough times Oh, wait, wait. There's
2: a oh, there's a book in the book. So it's, that, it's a book
1: based... within a book. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So in the real in the no- that's the book within the book. In the normal book, we have Eamon and his friends, and they say, "Well, it's barley day." So the the, the book within the book is all about celebrating barley day. So they say, "No, it's barley day. Let's go to the author's house. The author's dead, but they say he lives on an island, isolated. Let's take a pilgrimage to his house and celebrate, you know, his day at his house. And this is like an annual pilgrimage. So they go." And then they you know, they kind of break into the house, essentially. They sneak through the fence and they go into the grounds. And all of a sudden, it's the real characters from the book. It's the rabbit and the fox and the bear and the frog. And wow. they serve them a meal for Barley Day. And it's part of the tradition. And it starts out almost like, a, you know, in this sense, it's almost like a children's book. Wow. And then they say, well, what's the real Barley Day tradition? It's the hunt. And then the book just flips. And the animals want to kill the humans and i don't want to spoil like anything really beyond that.
2: Amazing, I love that but
1: then it becomes like a dark survival action you know book horror almost at times like where where the animals are, are hunting the humans because they're saying this author you know took us from our homes you know you think that he gave you a happy little story about happy little animals he took us from our homes his his people destroyed our home they killed all of our relatives all of our other animal family tortured us kept us in cages He's wow. a horrible person that you all idolize and we want to punish all these humans who come here wow it's
2: amazing wow. i love that uh, it's, it's very, it, ama- like it battle, blew my mind it sounds very battle royale-esque that part there so yeah
1: in the, in the second half it is it is quite battle royale-esque but that flip the, the wow. juxtaposition of like happy children's book, you know, and it literally starts like Alice in Wonderland. He follows a rabbit through a maze onto a big chessboard. And, you know, it, it's giving you these like childish, playful yeah. vibes. But the wow. Wonderland is, is, a, is a nightmare escape. <laughs> wow. Okay. That, that's, that's amazing. And they want to escape and they want to get off the island. Um, it's maybe one of the most powerful books I've read in, in a long, long time. And it wow. gets very dark intricate scene you know detailed descriptions of of violence that you don't expect from the, the happy little parts about the little rabbits you know skipping around the meadow and cooking food for each other and having a nice little time you know it's and he, and it's the every every the book's divided into five sections and each section starts with one page of a poem about these animals playing in their happy little place wow and it's it's just so wonderfully done and even in the dusk, he saw the red among the grass, the spot he'd set, the jewel for which the buffalo had asked. And there next to his kindred bear, old Runny sat and cried with no one near to shed a tear for the rabbit in the rye. This wow. I, everyone needs to go and read this book. It's called Winterset Hollow. It's amazing.
2: Well, what's the name of your author again?
1: The author is Jonathan Edward Durham. And his website is just his name, JonathanEdwardDurham.com. But I'll put a, I'll put a okay. link in the, the well, description.
2: I'll definitely read that book, uh, Jonathan, as soon as I get back to Ireland. And and I, I'd love to lend i I'd love to... Love that to
1: that g- I, yeah, I'll give it to you. I'll post it to you, whatever. I'll wow, hold on a amazing. second. I, 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 think, uh, I think I hear the phone ringing two seconds. Oh my God. hey you're through to books boys you got dean on the line who's calling hey
0: dean it's uh jonathan over durham out in uh california just uh calling and see how you how you doing
1: oh hey thanks and happy halloween jonathan Um, happy halloween to you as well it's an interesting coincidence that you called in just when we were uh, talking about about your book so that was good timing well that is good timing how about that So I've got I've got a copy of it here actually. Win, Winter Hollow. T- Winter <laughs> Hollow. Correct. This is amazing. This is is one of the best books I've read this year. T- tell me about just how you got the idea for it. Uh, you know, I,
0: I I've been asked that several times, and I I, I wish I had some uh, some you know blinding moment of clarity with the concept of, uh, for you know Winter Hollow. But um, it it started pretty organically. I mean, most of the stuff that I write starts with some sort of what-if premise. Um, and then, you know, for instance, for this book, it was sort of what if your favorite childhood story was real? And uh, I thought that was the intro. Book, and I sort of sat down and just started to try to grow it into a story I liked, you know? It was a lot of work, but I'm, I'm happy with the result, you know?
1: Yeah, I'm sure it was hard work. Um so so reading it from the beginning, I you know, it, it kind of starts out with like, I guess, um, you know, they go so they go to the to the island um to yep. see to see the house of the writer. It it starts out with like an Alice in Wonderland type vibe, you know? Yeah. Um, they follow the rabbit to, through the maze with the chessboard and all the rest of it, you know, and it's it's kind of but then it just becomes so dark. I I I didn't know how dark it was gonna get. Like obviously from, yeah. from talking to yourself, I knew it was gonna get dark, but it gets very dark.
0: It it does. It gets uh it does get dark, and you know my my stuff sort of tends to just steer itself in that direction. Um, I like starting in one place and moving into another throughout the story in a way that is maybe feels a little unexpected, but, but I like that. Those are the kind of stories I like to write. Um, you know, a lot of people call it a, you know, a genre blunder or whatever other term, you know, they want to use for that. But, it, but I, I, I sort of like that. I like uh, stories that start, in a place that feels grounded and feels real and feels uh, identifiable. Um, and then, you know, at some point, they just sort of twist on some sort of genre convention. And from there, um, the direction changes. And I like, uh, I like the momentum of that sort of thing. Um, you know, um, if, it's, if it's done correctly, you know, it's, it's, I, I don't always do it well. <laughs> you know, sometimes, it's hard. <laughs> sometimes it's hard to do in a way that feels organic, you know? Yeah. Um but uh but yeah, but I like that. I like, you know, the idea was to sort of have the reader start to feel safe and secure in this world. Um and then to sort of have that not be the case at a certain point, you know. I like the dynamic of that.
1: Yeah, it's cause they it's curious because obviously, you know, the guys are they're dealing with their own issues and things as well, but the book, the, it, so just for the listeners, you know, this is wonderful because the the book means a lot to, to them, um, and they want to celebrate Harley Day by going to that to the house, you know, of the, of the author. And it's you know for Eamon and everything, it's it's been a book that's kind of like helped them through some tough times and everything. And then of course, um, I don't want to give spoilers in the sense that like. usually what we do is we we we, we try to sort of give an idea of like what happens early in the novel but then we never spoil like anything from the end you know so they go to the house and of course they they meet the characters like the actual characters from the from the from the 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 poems and things are all put in beautifully as well and um it's it's this weird juxtaposition of like a nice happy little i mean it's not a happy story because obviously with the buffalo and everything but it's like peaceful little children's cartoon kind of vibes and then yeah, suddenly, so, like horrible, murderous vibes. <laughs>
0: yeah, 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 I mean, I you know, I the I sort of getting the vibe of the book within the book. I sort of wanted it to be somewhere between like oh, Watership Down and Winnie the Pooh. You know, somewhere in there, uh, um, childish vibe, uh, sort of uh, innocent vibe, um, but um, dealing with some adult issues, some life issues, you know, and I, it, it was important for me to have anybody reading my book to be able to sort of feel what the characters feel for the book within the book, you know, so um, it was important for me to get that right, because I felt like that had to be, that had to be an anchor point that was like correct, um, that, that you know the book within the book had to be mean something had to mean something and it had to be um it had to be well done enough for people to enjoy it, you know, just as much as the novel itself. Um, you yeah. know, that was that was super important to me. And um uh yeah. You know, um, and I gotta be honest with you. That was one of my favorite parts of writing this was sort of doing the the epic poem that's within the book. Uh, I really, really enjoyed that. Um, so I, I, I had a blast doing it. Um, but, yeah, it'll be, it be a fun But yeah, piece, mean, you know? it, uh, yeah, it gets a little dark and. Uh, yeah, it is. You know, I've had a couple of people say, "Well, I just want to buy the, I just want to buy the companion piece to this, which is like just that book." <laughs> you know, the whole the whole thing. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, I I thought about maybe doing that if I have some free time at some point, um, but uh, I've been. been
1: also, oh, you think you might you might do that maybe. Uh, I, th- no. I think it would be I think it would be great. But I suppose you have that fear of you don't want you know because it's essentially perfect as it is, and you don't want to go back in, and, and then you have the fear that you'll take away from what you've already done or something, you know.
0: Well, that's true. Um, you know, it's it's a tough lesson to learn. Um, you, you know, I I feel like as a as a writer, really, as any artist, you know, one of the, one of the really hardest decisions is when do I stop. You know when is it done? Like when do I leave yeah. it be? Uh, you know when is the when is a painting finished? When is one brushstroke too much? You know um, when is this editing process? You know finally over with? But, you know that's that's a really tough thing.
1: Let me ask you then, um, of the of the animal characters, which is your favorite?
0: Mm-hmm. That's a really hard question. My favorite. Started as uh, Runny uh, because yeah. he was the most sort of present during the first draft of the book, um, but I think as the drafts sort of progressed, um, the one that changed the most was was Bing the Bear, mm-hmm. um, and once I was able to sort of like flesh out his arc to a degree that I was happy with it. I I I, I don't know. I just like developed this big old soft spot for him. <laughs> Runny uh, Runny's um, my favorite.
1: I just I from the beginning. So I, I
0: think he might be my favorite, but I, 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 I there's different things that there's different pieces of me in each of them. Um, mm. So it's it's a really hard question. It, I feel like I'm probably as neurotic as Runny is. Uh, I like to cook a lot, like, you know, like Flackwell does.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I feel like we
1: all have a little bit of Finn in us. Yeah, I suppose, I suppose we do to an extent. Finn is vicious. Finn's a vicious fellow.
0: <laughs> well, I like to try to make my antagonist um, grey, you know? Um Yeah as opposed to, you can identify with them, um, you know, that they feel sort of, you know, complete and, and well-rounded, um, and that you can...
1: Uh, tell me this, what, um, what, you know, because this is the only novel, obviously, of yours that I, that I've read, you know, what, what other yeah. stuff do you, do you write?
0: Um, so this is my first book, um, my first full-length book. I, uh, I, I was a, a screenwriter for a number of years, actually. Um, you know, writing a script isn't about it. I mean, it's not about prose or, or anything along those lines. It's just basically pure story and just sort of the mechanics of narrative. I felt like I got a really good handle on that end of things from my years, you know, just sort of doing that. So, um, you know, the, the two you know the, the two mediums are extraordinarily different um and so it you know took me a minute to sort of figure out those differences you know in a way that allowed me to um you know i think read write a really write good book um you know um, different things for sure but you know they all they all train different they train different muscles different creative muscles you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um but by the time i was sort of done writing scripts i felt like i had a um uh, a good i had to find my form again when it came to you know prose and, and book structure and you know things along those lines so uh, it's it, interesting how those two uh, the two things sort of uh, connect and you know disconnect and um, it was uh, it was an interesting switch you know for sure but certainly one i'm glad i made
1: so what's next um, so, uh,
0: another book for sure. Um, I just started, uh, developing, um, what I am ah, 90% sure is going to be the next one, um, which is another sort of dark fantasy, um, another genre blunder, uh, if you will, um, just in the very early ages of, you know, development, still storyboarding the the main arc and,
1: Awesome. Well, I'm going to ask you, I didn't, I I should have told you to prepare for this one, but I, I, I'm going to spring it on you. This question we ask all of our authors, um, and it's just out of curiosity, really. So we always close every interview by asking, um, if there's one book, you know, an, an existing book that you wish you had written, uh, what would it be?
0: Oh my gosh, that is a wonderful question. One book. Gosh. That's an incredible question. Um... I I dearly love A Hundred Years of Solitude.
1: Ah, now my co-host PJ loves that one as well. Does he? Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Um, So
0: I, yeah, when I was uh, in my school days, I read a lot of uh, um, Spanish and Latin authors. Um, I took a lot of uh, sort of advanced Spanish courses and, and read them, you know, I... I knew the language well enough back then to read them in the original Spanish. Um, it's a challenging book, you know, for sure. Um, but I think it's a wonderful, wonderful book. Mm-hmm.
1: I haven't actually read it yet, but it is, I have it. It's in my queue. I, I'm just back from Madrid there last week. And I, uh, I bought about a dozen oh, Spanish books to read. And wonderful. they're all in my queue now.
0: <laughs> wonderful. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, like I said, it's a challenging book. Um get to it when you're in the right the right headspace for it you know <laughs> it's not, not necessarily something you just pick up on a whim i don't know but um but it's it's a wonderful book for sure um and it's been too long since i've read it actually i should i should go back and revisit it at some point soon
1: awesome well wow. jonathan thank you very much for calling in and i'll put a link to your to your website in the show notes so that if anyone wants to go check out the book um then they will know where to go
0: yeah fantastic thanks uh thanks so much for having me man it was a blast
1: no worries. Have a good day. Happy Halloween! All right. You too. Happy Halloween! Wow. Well, guys, that's all the stuff I've I've read. Wow. Uh, we're all we're almost done, but I just want to take two seconds to—it's our one-year anniversary—and I just want to wow. thank you know the TNC Network who who help us out, and um, also Radio Oxon where we are sure was played on the radio, and just all the listeners really. And we're up to almost eight hundred followers on Instagram, for example. So we get a lot of interaction from from people, and it's really nice to have. So I just want to thank everyone. Wow. And PJ, shall we do some recommendations? Look, okay, Dean, it's just like
2: with our last Halloween recommendations. Ah, go back to the episode, guys. I those there are particular talk about battle Royale. I did recommend that one, but there are, I have to recommend three ones, three books. I'm sorry, I have to go okay. and recommend three books. And the first one is Clive Barker with his amazing book he's got so many amazing books actually but i would have to i would have to choose for halloween um, his one and only the great and secret show from his books of the art series which is basically uh, about these mm, sp- these spirits uh, combining and creating mayhem across uh, st- like a district in california creating a huge earthquake that's related uh, to a basic connection between these these uh, people. It's, it's very mysterious. It's uh, I don't want to say too much about the plot. Let's just say it's about the end of the world and the conflict between two, two spirits who are just fighting to become the most powerful. Um, he has says, uh, Clive Barker did say it was the hardest book uh, for him to write, but I'm telling you, it's a very easy uh, book to read. Okay. It, it, it captivated. It is, like with all Clive Barker's books, equally like was the author you just mentioned Mm -hmm. um was author that was just interviewed very disturbing uh clive barker is has a very dark side um very fairytale-esque side i particularly like his um series of books the aberrat books really love those but the great and the secret show is great it's got all kinds of amazing mythological metaphors and it's the end of the world essentially and the sequel is not as powerful ever but i I recommend you to read at least the great and secret show equally from the uk neil Gaiman. i always think about them too for some reason both of them are very kind of sweet man i really Mm -hmm. like them in the interviews they sound like very lovely and yet they've got kind of very dark sides as well yeah and neil Gaiman, famous for sandman comics has got a lot of great books, but I've got to recommend uh, the Graveyard Book, which is a lighter book. It's not a deeply disturbing book. It's, it's probably for kids, and essentially the Jungle Book, uh, the Jungle Book story in the graveyard. So wow, an orphan okay. boy taking care of of ghosts, and uh, it's a lighter read than the Great and Secret Show. It's essentially for kids, but Neil Gaiman. I find his prose is always immaculate. It's like perfect. Mm. You don't need to edit a single word. And I often find that with children our books, authors in general, especially the great ones that, wow, you're better off writing shorter fiction and better. Yeah. And I really love this story in particular. It's funny. It's got, as always, Neil Gaiman's got some intricate, disturbing villains as well. Um, yeah. I love.
1: But PJ, don't you books. think it would have been improved with a 700 page farming manual?
2: I, I think we should write to Neil himself and say, look, I don't know what you were thinking. Where it's is an oversight, clearly. A or a fishing manual.
1: <laughs> or fishing manual, yeah.
2: <laughs> and Dean, I've got a, one more recommendation. I know I'm going over my head here, but I just want to recommend, I recommended before, this is what I read Halloween, and I don't think you agree with this, but I read the Italian one and only, the Dylan oh, comics. No, the, the, the Dylan, Dylan oh. the, the Dylan Dog comics. Now, I've tried um, making Dean read this. I just want to say, Dean, that Umber- Umberto Eco, considered a very intellectual writer, once said he reads three books uh, all over all over. The to say the Bible and the Dylan Dog comics. Because wow. the Dylan Dog comics are literally,
1: they're incredibly densely philosophical and deeply disturbing at times mm-hmm. as well. So There's we have, one. you know, we have uh, Batman versus Superman, maybe a cameo from Spider-Man, Indeed. all that kind uh-huh. of stuff, right? Exactly. <laughs> it. You got
2: all that and a bit of Disney cartoon in there. <laughs> anyway, please read uh, Dylan Dog. guys. It, the first um, six films have been released in English. If you can't read it in other languages, it is freaky, philosophically great. So any Dylan Dog comic. But, of course, I, I always think uh, my favorite one, my favorite Dylan Dog comic is um, Okay, I think I've edited that part. I forgot what that name was. <laughs> wait wait one second, Lee. just wait one second. It's going can we edit that part out? Sure. Okay. My favorite. It's gotta it? be
1: Batman versus Superman. It's it's right up there. It's gotta be
2: Batman versus <laughs> <laughs> Yes, hold on a second. One second, I got it now. Okay, guys, do yourself a favor and read volume 3, Le Noti de la Luna Piena, The Nights, The Nights of the Full Moon. All about werewolves and the most incredible graphics you've ever seen in any comic possibly. Okay. All right? So, for so forgive Dean for his lack of mm-hmm. knowledge of, of the I'm, arts. I'm
1: uncultured when it comes to the is it then the ninth art, is it? <laughs>
2: <laughs> i think it's the ninth or the eighth art. they mm. they yes guys so comics are say the last art but anyway i'm a big fan of them so uh, big recommendations by but guys
1: they're, they're the last arc so if you're just busy working your way through the others and you don't get time <laughs> to, to make it onto them it's fine you know don't worry <laughs> Uh, I guess let's let's quickly talk about our um, if you want to get more of us um, go to patreon.com slash books what have we released in the last month alone since we last did books boys episode 12 we did caper captains episode 7 some are born to sleep de- sweet delight and some are born to endless night I've released several episodes of forensic friends which yeah. is the ancient, ancient Greek court speeches those are always fun to look at the little mini episodes um, and I've got recently just up Another interview from the vault with the rock band 10 year vamp, like a female fronted punk rock band and uh, episode one of music men, all of our Halloween songs. So they're, they're original music. There's so much on there guys. Um, for the price of a cup of coffee per month, um, you can, uh, you know, get so much content. Playboys wow. is on there. Our Shakespeare's, I like the Christie's just so much.
2: Guys. Okay, so feel free and check, check in. We love your support. We love your feedback
1: and we're here to serve you and we will be doing some more playboys um before the end of the year so there'll be there'll be a few more of those up for the, oh, yeah. for the shakespeareites out there with some maybe including some shakespearean guests we will have uh we will have guests yes we'll have a, a well listen and find out we will have we will have guests um i think today pj we might close with your song jurassic park does that seem oh, to Halloween halloweeny but what about your recommendation Oh goodness, I forgot my own recommendations. Huh. Well, I I hear. do have two. Um I recommend first of all because I talked about Orwell, I recommend Animal Farm. Um because mm. that's one that's accessible even for, you know, a 12-year-old could, could can read that, you know. Um and I think that it should be mandatory reading. I think actually I think that every Every 12-year-old should have to read Animal Farm and then every 16-year-old should have to read 1984 and that should be mandatory. But um, I, I really recommend Animal Farm. You all know the story, so I'm not going to go into it, but it is a good one, um, which brings us, of course, to this month's second sponsor, Boxer's Glue. So if you ever want your friendly anthropomorphic uh, animals and you want to then use them as glue after they've gone to the knackers yard, that's very sad, but you can boxersglue.gov and you can uh, eat your, uh, use your friends to, to glue things together. Um, my other recommendation—it's a Halloween one, guys. It's oh. uh, Jekyll and Dr. Jekyll and Mister Hyde, the strange, Spooky. strange case. Uh, Robert Louis Stevenson, because it's just again—you know the story. But I saw a theatrical production a year or two ago; it was amazing. I—it's uh, you know everything's oh your your comic book tie-in, PJ. The Incredible Hulk is a version of Dr. Jekyll and Mister Hyde. <laughs> so there, comic comic books, boys. Episode two point five. You've, you've mentioned a comic <laughs> thing. There we go. <laughs> so there we go I've got a tie in but yeah Jekyll and Hyde I think it's a fun one for Halloween um, my real recommendation is Dracula but I used that last year mm. so I th- but yeah what do you think about playing Jurassic Park do you think that's suitable to, to close a Halloween episode I think spooky go ahead and I'm very disappointed that you didn't um, bring your, your candle uh, like you did before and sit out in the dark uh, oh, yes, to, exactly. to host the Halloween <laughs> Very spooky, uh, spooky candles. Well, guys, thank you to everyone who sent us in um, clips and things. And again, you can do that at booksboys at hotmail.com. Tell us what you're reading. Uh, thanks to Jonathan Edward Durham as well for calling in and for, for also, you know, writing such an amazing book. Leah Sackett wow. with her amazing short stories. Just thanks to everyone. And um it's been so so amazing hitting our one year anniversary episode. We will be back, of course, next month. Um hit up booksboys.com and if you want more, patreon.com slash booksboys. And that is our one year show. Happy Halloween, everyone. Happy we'll Halloween in about a month.
0: Spooky.
3: the
1: BooksBoys was presented by The Dean and P.J. Burke in association with Thaddeus Penguin Productions. This episode was brought to you by our sponsor, the Circumlocution Office. If you would like to get in touch, you can email us at Hotmail.com or visit us at booksboys.com. The intro uses Driving in the 70s from the Of Soundtracks and Garage Bands EP by Trapdoor. And the outro uses Dog's Light by Bravo Max from the album of the same name. All music used is either Pod Safe or used with permission. If you'd like to support the show, click on the Amazon or Audible referral links of BooksBoys.com or go to patreoncom BooksBoys and get all of the Bufanda Boys bonus shows. Thank you kindly for listening to us. Please tell your friends, and come back next time for another episode of Books, Boys.
3: Read some books!
1: Well, there we go, PJ. We hit one year. I really hope that you read something interesting next month, because uh, I'm going to read some Greek histories and March and just some boring stuff.